out number one will surely be me I thought I could be what I wanted to be I thought I could be on life sinking sand but Lord I can't even walk without you holding my hand I thought I could do a lot on my own I thought I could make it all home I thought of myself as a mighty big man but Lord I can't even walk without you holding my hand oh Lord I can't even walk without you holding my hand the mountains too high and the valleys too wide that's where I learned to stand. Lord, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. I think I'll make Jesus my own all. If I'm in trouble, on his name I'll call If I didn't trust him I'd be less of a man Lord, I can't even walk Without you holding my hand Oh, Lord, I can't even walk Without you holding my hand The mountain in the valleys to I down on my knees. That's where I learned to stand. Lord, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. Oh, Lord, I can't even walk without you holding my hand. was awesome that that uh jerry and nancy and i last thursday night we uh we went to ingles kansas and we did a service up there and that was a song that jerry played right before that that was the last song before i gave the message and and uh um it was a very difficult message for me that day because because it's not in the type of message that i like to give um as we get prepared to go in this new year i'm going to I'm going to, I feel strongly called to guide us into who we are and what our gifts are, ultimately springboarding off of that into what God's calling us to do, using the, who we are and what gifts we have. My type, I like to paint things in a positive way. I don't like the dark side of stuff. I don't like things that are uncomfortable. I don't like rules laws traps or anything heavy or dark and so i'll avoid all that stuff at all costs even if i have to twist it to where that it ain't quite the truth i don't mean to and i would hate to say that it was a lie sometimes but it looked a little like it because it ain't quite the truth because i i just like to paint things in a positive way the message last thursday was kind of heavy and I argued with God about it. The message today, there's going to be parts of it that are kind of heavy. And if he hadn't reaffirmed it with me, I would have I'd have backed out. Because I like the positive. So what you're seeing today, and I kind of shared with you last week how the Holy Spirit works with me. And how he opens up the word as we go along. And that was ho happening last Thursday, and it'll happen again today. 
Um, but the verse that I want to do with the kids as we get into this, and then Jim's going to pray over all of it, is uh, 2 Peter 3, 15. <coughs> and again, this sounds like a heavy verse. And I want you guys to listen to this. It says, and remember, our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved. And that's what our, and it goes on to say, that this is what our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you with the wisdom of God, with the wisdom that God gave him. God gave him the knowledge to write this, and what he, what he wrote was, remember, the Lord's patience gives you time to be saved. The reason I don't like that verse a lot is because it sounds like I'm trying to scare somebody into getting saved. Like if you don't get saved, ultimately, you're not going to go to heaven. You're not going to be with him. But the truth is, that's the truth. The truth is, we all got time, and God's given us time to figure it out. And we've seen amazing things along the way with the crazy baptisms that we've had. And each time that we get to repent and come to him, you're like, you know what? By his patience, I got the time and the chance to do this. But the truth of the matter is, is we're running out of it. He's got time. We've only got so much, and we don't know what that is. Jim, would you pray over all this, please? Bow with me, please. <clears throat> Father, we, we thank you that you do give us the time in all our stubbornness and our arrogance that we're nothing but gnats in your sight, but we thank you that you love us and, and you made us in your image. And We thank you for these little people because we know that someday they're going to have to be up here where we are because we're going to be gone and covered up. We ask that you bring comfort to the families that have lost loved ones in the last week or so and be with us and help us to do your will in everything we do and forgive us when we fall short but help us to keep striving to do your will in everything we do in jesus name i pray amen 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 these these little guys are amazing give them a hand would you This is the best stuff. This is like medicine right here, I'm telling you. So so I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you the story and, and I've shared this before, but the way that the Holy Spirit works with me, at least up till this point in time, I'm sure that it'll change over time, but this part never has is long um must have been about two thousand four, I started noticing that if I shared the things that God showed me what the next time I was supposed to speak, that that's, those were the times when the Holy Spirit really came in, that he really blessed that. that. And so through affirmation, he showed me that as he showed me stuff, I was supposed to share it. And uh, so that's what I do. And so that's what I'm, and that's what I'm going to do right now. Um, you know, and, and, uh, and so as we start in, this has been... This has been a crazy week, a really heavy week. We had Naomi and, and her situation, and it, and it was terribly, painfully, amazingly wonderful that she's not here and in pain anymore. But she's a baby, and we're confused by that. And the truth of the matter is, I could say whatever I want to, but I'm not going to understand it till I'm with him. I'm just not. Do I question him? I don't. Do I wonder what he's up to? I, no, but I don't understand it. And then we had Grandma went home to be with the Lord, and it's wonderful for her and less wonderful for you guys. And uh, so the week starts out like that. And uh, Jerry and I, we, had a, we have a church service to do. We have a church service to do this Thursday in Ingalls, Kansas. And I'm going to tell you what, it takes a little while to get to Ingalls from Woodward. Um, and, uh, and when you get home, it's late at night. And the reason that I do it is because I'm blessed. And I believe that God's called me to. And they're starting a church, a Thursday night ministry up there. This would have been the third time that I've got to be up there. Should have been the fourth, except for my brother-in-law had that heart attack after church here a month and a half ago or whenever it was. And I went to Houston instead. But 
that's a bunny trail. But anyhow, so Thursday night I go to uh, um, Ashland and I pick up Jerry and Nancy and we head to Ingalls, Kansas. And uh, we had a great time. We fellowshiped up there and I was late. Not I, I, was, I got to Ashland on time, but I really wanted Dusty to come with us. And so I had rode around with him baiting the hook and dangling the bait for as long as I could until I figured out he wasn't going to take it. And so then I went to Jerry and Nancy's house and I picked him up. And you know that church pickup is anointed. That thing can drive 85 miles an hour from Woodward to Ingalls and not get pulled over time and again. It's, it's, it is. God blesses that thing. It's crazy. People are like, don't you need to slow down? I said, not if I'm in this thing. <laughs> he, know, he knows. So, and uh, <coughs> Jerry, he starts getting nervous when we leave Dodge City. He's like, uh, step on it a little bit, John. We're running late. Because Jerry, if, if we're not 45 minutes early, we're late for him. He wants to get here, get ready, get prepared, know what he's going to do. And uh, Nancy, I looked over the corner at Nancy, and she's like, <laughs> we're going fast enough. He couldn't see the speedometer, obviously, and he, we'd been going that fast long enough that he'd gotten used to it. Um, so we get there, and we get set up, and, and we, started, we started playing, and I had this message in me, and I didn't want to give it. It's not the way that I like to give messages. It's not the type of message I want to... I want to share. It's from a part of the Bible that I wish wasn't even in there. And I had, they're playing, and I'm praying back there, standing just kind of like this. Standing, there's a, it's an old bar that's now a church, and I'm leaning against that bar, and I'm praying through it. And I had figured out how to give the message without Acts 5 in there. I really had. And then as they played on, I'm like, okay, fine. They're going to run me out of here with a stick, I'm sure. They're going to, they'll never want me back. Some of them are going to leave mad. I don't know. This is such, this is such not my flavor. And so I started kind of like I am now. I really prepared the way for this message because I didn't want to give it too much and I didn't want people thinking I was beating them up or trying to scare them into heaven. And, and the truth of the matter is, here four or five years ago, I was at a, at a service, and Steve Friskup was talking, and he made this statement. He said, the kingdom of heaven ain't about dying, it's about living. And the truth of the matter is, I have kept that. I preached it over and over again through the situation last spring with Dalton O'Gorman, and I believe it with my whole heart. Following Jesus is about living. It ain't about dying. And so I don't like these, if you, if you don't get it right, you're going to burn in the fires of hell, son, type messages. So I eased my way into this message. Um, <coughs> and uh, I started it off with, I told about that same part of my personality. And, and, and uh, I told him that, you know, that Jerry and I had known, Jerry and I and Na Jerry and Nancy and I had known each other long enough that they changed the diapers on my children, and now my children have children that are too old for diapers. So we've been running around together for a long time, and we know each other better than a lot of our relatives know us. Matter of fact, if we got a glass that's half full, and I shared the story, if there's a glass and, the, and this thing is half, I'm like, look at that thing. It's fixing to overflow here in just a minute. I'm just going to tell you all, that thing's going to be pouring out the top. Jerry, he looks at it, he's like, oh, my gosh, we're out of water. <laughs> <laughs> and because of my personality, I don't like the direction that I was called to go that night. And then through what's happened since then, I know that it was prophetic for them. And it's the message for tonight, for this morning also. So I started it, I started it in uh, Luke chapter 1. So I'd like you to turn with me to Luke 1. And I'll find the verse because I can't remember right off the top of my head. It's down there about 9 or 10, I think. But I'll tell you in just a second. It's, this, it's a story, it's a story when, when uh, 
John the Baptist's birth was being foretold. And, and we all know that John the Baptist was the one that prepared the way for Christ, okay? And he was born of Elizabeth, and she was ancient. Her Matter of fact, it was utterly impossible that she would get pregnant. And Zechariah, he's, he's, he's doing the church stuff. He'd been a godly man for a long, long time. So if we start here in 7, let's go to Luke 1, 7. It says, they had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive and they were both very old. Verse 8, one day Zechariah was serving God in the temple for his order, for, for his order was on duty that week, which was the custom of the priests. And I want you to listen to this. Now, he was a godly man doing godly stuff, but this is how he got to do it. He said that he, as was the custom of the priests, he was chosen by lot. They, long straw, short straw, rolled the dice. I don't know exactly what lots are because I haven't looked it up, but, but they pray over this thing, and then God chooses the guy. Why? Because nobody wants the job. Matter of fact, in the Old Testament, it would talk about those that would go into the Holy of Holies. If they weren't right and pure, they would die in there. They would tie a rope around their legs so if the priest died, they could drag him out because they knew if they went in to get him, they were going to die too if they, were not, if they were impure in any way. And I'm thinking, who can be this pure to stand in the presence of God and not get killed? So Zechariah, good godly man, was chosen by Lot to do this task. <laughs> he didn't pick it, but it picked him. While he's in there, verse 10, while the incense was being burned and a great crowd stood outside praying, they're like, oh, God, spare Zachariah this time. We know he's a good man, but he's probably going to die. While Zachariah was in the, listen to this, 11. While Zachariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him and standing to the right of the incense altar. So I build all that story to get to hear what's going through Zachariah's mind when he sees an angel. It ain't too hard to figure what he fi thinks fixing to happen next. He thinks this angel, the last thing he ever going to see on this earth. Surely. It doesn't say that, but uh, even a simple cowboy like me can jump to this conclusion pretty fast. So I'm telling this story, and Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with this 12, shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. I, can I can't even fathom the level of terrified he was. 13. But when the angel said, don't be afraid, Zechariah, God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son, and you will name him John. Wait, what? <laughs> and then listen to this. And we know John's task was to prepare the way. So listen to this. You will, be a great you will have great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He will never touch wine or alcoholic drinks. And he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. 16, and we're going to come back to 15 in just a second. 16, and he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. 17, he will be a man with the spirit and the power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. About 30 days ago when I was reading this, preparing for Christmas, and I was reading this, and I got to this place, it really shook me up because I l were listening to the man with the calling to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. And I started thinking, do I have some task besides preparing the way for the coming of the Lord? I couldn't come up with one. And then I started thinking, so the people I'm talking to, do they have some task besides preparing the way for the coming of the Lord? No. He was here, died, born a baby, humbled himself in an amazing way, taught us how to live, took our sins, suffered, died, rose again, went into heaven, and if we believe what we believe, he's coming again. And so no matter how you slice it, 
we're, our task is to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. Either we're talking about he's going to show up here. Last Wednesday when I went to men's breakfast as I left the house, there was a light flashing. I don't know why I'd never seen it before, but there was a, there was a cell tower between me and Woodward. And I looked at that thing, and it's flashing. And I'm thinking, I'll bet that thing's right over the downtown cafe. And when I walk in there, Jesus is going to be sitting at breakfast with the rest of us. Wouldn't that be something? You walk in there, would it be terrifying? Would it be exciting? Would you be like, oh, Lord, I'm going to die because I'm so unworthy. And yet it's so amazing to be in your presence. I don't know. It's, I think, all of those things. But I'm thinking, I got to thinking about us. We have one task. It's to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. Whether it's in somebody's heart. Whether it's the freedom they'll find through him. And we know when they're not free. Or whether it's Christ coming back in the physical body. No matter how you slice it. We got one task. So I'm like man I need to go back and look at this. And see what it looks like. A man. With the calling preparing the way for the Lord so if we go back here to 15 he will be great in the eyes of the Lord I'm like isn't that something I got the same calling my God loves me sorry as I am I am great in his sight ordinary as you are when you accept this calling and remember now, we're going to find out who we are this year. We're going to find out who we are, what our gifts are, what our calling. Ding, 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 ding. I don't know what yours looks like exactly, but I do know at the base of it, this is it. So what does he look like? He will be great in the eyes of the Lord. Isn't that amazing? It starts like that. The next thing it says, he will never touch wine or alcoholic drinks. And I'm not saying I got nothing against drinking, okay? Not one thing against it. I just know I'm not supposed to. It's the way that I'm supposed to stay pure. Everybody else has got to find their own way in this. We'll go anywhere you want to. You can drink as much as you want to. I'm going with you. I'm just telling you, I'm not supposed to. You've got to find your own path in this. But I can tell you this much. For the man that's called to prepare the way for the Lord. He's asked to keep himself or herself pure. Whatever that means. The Holy Spirit will show you. I don't have to tell you nothing here. Holy Spirit going to show you. One person can do it. Another can. And in Romans 14 it goes through it clearly. Don't judge anybody for where they are. And one person can drink something. The next can't just figure out where you are. And do it for the sake of the Lord. Keep yourself, the guy that's, or gal, that's preparing the way for the Lord, they keep themselves pure. And I'm going to tell you, and I apologize right up front, I'm the microwave guy, I get it done pretty fast usually. Today's going to take a little longer than normal, and so um, you may not beat the crowd to lunch today. You'll be there about the same time as them, but I'll do as best I can. So the first thing is, is I, I, this person looks great in the eyes of the Lord. The second thing is, is that he's going to do, he or she is going to do whatever she can, he or, he or she, to be pure in the eyes of the Lord. And the third thing right here is that he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now John was filled before birth. The rest of us get to choose it. Only by God's purpose, he put the Holy Spirit in him in the womb. The rest of us, we have a different kind of birth. It's out here. We choose him. And then even then, we can control how much of that Holy Spirit gets in here. Are we going to let him in or not? The man called or woman called for the preparation of the Holy for the preparation of the coming of Christ is filled with the Holy Spirit. 16. And he will turn many Israelites, he will turn many of God's people we're, we're adopted into the family of Israel. Started there. Praise God. He opened up. Let us in through adoption. He will turn many Israelites, God's people, to the Lord their God. 17. He or she 
will be a person with spirit and the power of Elijah, a prophet. What he says, he or she says, will be a message from God. And crazy stuff will happen. Miracles will happen. It goes on. He will, he, but you could put she, them, they will prepare the people for the coming of the Lord. Here's the next thing that I didn't read before, but I'm going to, and then we're going to go to Second Peter when I'm done here. But he says, then he says, he, they will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. And I think about that. I'm pretty sure he's not just talking about blood children. He's talking about those that are looking for example, and I shared this story. I remember when Gracie was this little bitty tyke, and I sat up on this. I think it was on the edge of a pickup, but I do remember this. I jumped up there, sat down. She was about three years old, and when I sat down, I just crossed one leg over the other, and I was there visiting. She wants up, she wants up, she wants up. Somebody sits her there beside me. When she gets beside me, she sits right there, and she put her leg exactly like mine was, looking at me. She's trying to emulate it perfectly. We've all seen that. We see that with those that are looking to us now that aren't blood, but they're our sons and daughters in Christ. And I went on to tell him, I said, now Jerry's got a son, Dusty, but he's also mine in Christ. I had the wonderful privilege of leading him to the truth. And it was rough. I didn't tell this part of the story, but there was a lot of it rough. I'd be like, Dusty, and he'd be like, I ain't as far away as you think I am. I'm like, you're not near as close as you think you are either. <laughs> but we loved on each other, and Holy Spirit got him, and it was a crazy story. And the last part of 17 says, and he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. And I shared that day, and I'm so thankful. That was me, that rebellious one. That was me. But somebody with the calling of John the Baptist led me to Christ. And it happened really fast. I mean, like 12 years and I had it. True story. I'm a cowboy. I wear this hat. It don't come as quick as other people. But he was patient, and I'm thankful for the process. Turn with me. So as I go on through this story, turn with me if you will. But I wanted all of this to prepare us. So we go into this story knowing we got one calling. Truthfully, prepare the way of the Lord. Into somebody's heart, into their mind, into their life, or possibly even in his next coming. Second Peter 3. Back where our children's verse come from. Down in here. If we go to the seventh verse. Go to the eighth verse. But you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like a day to our Lord. Coming from the verse before that, it was he was talking of God. But, to, but you must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years, a thousand years like a day. Nine, the Lord isn't really slow about his promise as some people think they we get to rattling around in this life doing the thing seeing stuff and we think that it ain't really real like it ain't really going to happen but our god's given us time he's given us time to get it figured out he don't have to but he loves us and he chooses to nine the lord isn't really s being slow about his promise as some people think no, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone 
to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. Take our mind from ourselves to him, which changes our direction. We kind of figure out that we ain't got it going on. We get our mind from us to him, and then he changes our direction, and he changes everything about us. Ten, but the, lo- but the day of the Lord will come. Listen to this. But the day, So he's slow, patient. Ten, but the day of the Lord will come as unexpectedly as a thief in the heavens. And the heavens will pass away in a terrible noise and it goes on. He's being patient, but it ain't always going to be this way. And I did all of this to prepare us to go to Acts 5. In this story that I absolutely cannot stand. I'd give anything if it wasn't in the New Testament. I want it to be in the Old Testament so badly that I would do anything. And I have, until Thursday, I have never preached on it. I dislike it so much. And when I go through it, it literally makes me a little bit sick. Because it's in the time that we are now. And I also praise God for for this story and that he give me more time. But if we go to Acts 5, and I'm going to read this story to you. And even now, I'm making excuses for it because I don't want to really deal with it. Verse 1. But there was a certain man named Ananias who with his wife Sapphira sold some property. He brought part of the money to the apostles, claiming it was the full amount with his wife's wife's consent. He kept the rest. And I'm thinking about this. I'm like, how many times have I done that? Maybe not with money, sometimes with money, but with me. I'm like, oh yeah, God, I'm giving you all I got. While I'm busy, busy, busy. Sound like somebody else that's preached here one time. Busy, busy, busy. But praise God, he was more he was patient with me. I I didn't run out of time. You guys are here and you didn't run out of time. But time's running out. I don't like that part. But it's the truth. Let's read some more of this story. In verse 3, Then Peter said, Ananias. I used to think that Peter was all judgy right here. That he was coming out, Ananias, what are you doing? No, I think he was Ananias. Ananias. Didn't you get it? How did you miss it? My brother, how did you miss it? Listen, then Peter said, Ananias, why have you let Satan fill your heart? You lied to the Holy Spirit and you kept some of his money for yourself. The property was yours to sell or not to sell as you wished. And after selling it, the money was also yours to give away. You could put in parentheses or not give away. How could you do a thing like this? You weren't lying to us, but to God. And as soon as Ananias heard these words, he fell to the floor and he died. Everyone who heard about it was terrified. When I hear it, I'm still terrified. I think this, I've been Ananias a thousand times. Everybody I see has been Ananias a thousand times, and yet they didn't run out of time yet. But time's running out. One way or another. I don't have to. I know I'm called to go over here and do this, Lord. I know that I'm supposed to go talk to them. But I ain't really got time. Oh, God, I know that old boy's down there in jail. And I know, I know that I should go down. I know that they need money. And I know I really have it, but I really don't, Lord. You know bills are coming due. We could go on with that story long as we want to. I don't know about you, but I can justify just about anything if I work at it just a little bit. 
Everyone who heard about it was terrified. And then some young men got up and wrapped him in a sheet and took him out, and they buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened, and Peter asked her, was this the price? I'm pretty sure he was bawling. Oh, please, Lord, let her answer it your way. Please, please give her a little more time. I'm going to tell you the other night, Jerry's doing chest compressions on Nancy, and they got me on the phone, and I was pleading the same one. Please give her a little more time. Peter asked her, was this a price you and your husband received for your land? Yes, she replied, that was the price. Peter, I'm certain, absolutely heartbroken in mind. Peter said, how could the two of you even think of conspiring to test the spirit of the Lord like this? The young men who, are, who buried your husband are just outside the door, and they will carry you out too. Instantly, she fell to the floor and died. So there's something I want you to get here, and then there is a silver line, and I got to always go to the silver line, and there is one. Praise God, there is one. But the choice is ours, and we're getting there pretty quick. The first point is, is that a day like a thousand years, a thousand years like a day, God's got time. But we're running out of it, and we don't know when or how. We just don't. I'm going to tell you what, we had a great time that night. I had no idea that I was speaking prophetically directly into Nancy's life and the rest of ours. I knew that I was called to do it, and I knew I didn't want to. But she didn't know either. We had a ball that night. We, we went through the music. We come home. I went in their house, and they I was 10 or 10.30, and I was hungry. I hadn't ate dinner because they didn't want to stop at Sonic. Jerry's tight as he could be. He's afraid I'd make him pay. I'm sure he didn't say it, but I know in his mind. He's like, man, I'd have to come up with a couple dollars if he pulls in there. I just have to have an ice cream. I either got to ask John Paul to pay for it, or I'd have to, and I don't want to. He so he's like, no, we don't want to. I'm like, okay. We get home, and we go in, and we have rice and beans that she'd cooked up and pork chop. And I said, Nancy, I love you. She's like, you too. She went on to bed. Next day, she spent the day. They went. Jerry promised her a cell phone for Christmas, so they went to Dodge, and they spent all day shopping, and they got, a new, got her a new phone, and she spent all the way home programming that phone, and she was excited about her new toy. She liked computers, and she liked phones. And she sat down there on the couch, and she was messing around with that stuff, and she went home to be with the Lord. Just like that. She didn't know until she was with him. But she was running out of time. Ananias and Sapphira were running out of time. Us in here, we don't know. And I don't like the heavy side of it, as I keep telling you. But the truth is, is we're running out of time, one way or another. Instantly, she fell to the floor and died. And when the young men came in, they saw that she was dead. And they carried her out, and they buried her beside her husband. Great fear gripped the entire church and everyone who heard what had happened. Yeah, the very next verse, 12, listen to this. The apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers were meeting regularly at the temple in the area of Solomon's Colmenade. I want to read that again. The apostles, so the fruit of this, the very fruit of what's just happened, the apostles were performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people, through Christ, of course, 
and all the believers were meeting regularly in the temple. Stuff was happening, and it was happening in a mighty way. The Holy Spirit got their attention, and they're looking, and it's happening. And it hits me. And I shared it that night, and I'm going to share it again right now. We're going to prepare the way for the Lord. Peter prepared the way for the coming of the Lord. Ananias and Sapphira prepared the way for the coming of the Lord. But we get to pick whether we do it dead or alive. We get to choose. Some of us will choose not to do it alive when we leave here today. And you'll still have more time. Some of you won't. My Lord come for my living, not for my dying. I'm going to do mine alive. The last song, and I can't get through it every time we play it. The last song, Jerry, you heard that message. And uh, he got up there and him and Nancy played that bass and he finished with this song. And then uh, when we get done with this song, Braden will do the final announcements and then there'll be a final song. And when that last song plays, it was given to me yesterday morning as a gift as I was sitting with my friend and holding him part of the time. You know, uh, they're retired. He feeds a few cows. He gets a little, he's got a, bottom line is, is that we're going to help him. We've already been helping him some, and I'm going to, when the last song goes, I'm going to pass a hat, and we're going to take care of the cremation and that. The goal is today that we're going to raise 1500 bucks so that he don't have that burden on him. And, uh, but when Jerry, uh, I prayed over it, Finished it just like I did just now with y'all. And then Jerry played this song. I want you to know as this song's playing, I always close in a prayer. But today I'm going to close with these songs. But I want you to know that you're loved and you're prayed over. If you're struggling, I want to pray with you. I want to pray for you. I want to, I want to be in this with you. If you've got something that it's keeping you from being obedient. I want to work through that with you. I'm pleading you to with you today. You are going to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. It's going to happen. I'm just asking you to do it alive.
gonna end inside there's just a few more days to labor and I will take my heavenly flight to Sweet Beulah Land, Sweet Beulah If you've made a decision or want to join us in membership, fill out one of those orange cards that's in your seat and drop it in this whiskey barrel up here. Uh, icebreaker cards are at the front door out front with the uh, cute little donkey on them to get somebody here. First time guests, we got a gift box set outside this door for you. Grab that on your way out. Communion is set up down here if anybody wants to partake in that. Services for uh, Naomi will be Wednesday at 6.30 right here at uh, at the cell barn uh, services for Nancy will be Thursday at 6 at the Christian Church in Ashland uh, new members meeting is today after church just stick around if and it'll be right up here in the stands and they'll get with you on that uh, women's Bible study is Monday nights at 6 Wednesday mornings the uh, men's group is at downtown diner at 6 uh, senior and junior youth is Wednesday evenings at 6.30. Uh, get with Jessica or I or Sue Taylor if your kid needs a ride and uh, if you want to provide a meal or sign up for that. Uh, we're going to close in a song and we'll pass a hat. Jack Daniels told me about what heaven's like. Said if the road to there ain't rocky, son, you must not be doing it right. I threw my pills out the upstairs window, drove to the beach to clear my mind. I watched those waves crash to rock bottom. Felt kind of like this life. Take vacation, even if your money all run out. Now me and Daddy don't talk much no more, but damn, I sure need him right now. You put my name up in your journal. You erased and tore out that page, but that's alright, babe. We spend our lives.
Till my trophies at last I lay down And I will cling to the Change them someday for a crown. If y'all would bow with me, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this awesome community that you have blessed us with. Thank you for putting the leaders that we have of this church in our life and using them using them in your will. Lord, we know it's hard to lose somebody, but we know they're, they're with you now. They're not hurting anymore. Lord, thank you for everything you've done for us. Protect us in our travels. Forgive us of our sins. In your name I pray. Amen.